0: Have you been called to do something bigger, something more meaningful with your life? Welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast, where we explore the stories of those that have taken an entrepreneurial leap to follow their dreams and live their purpose. Hi, and welcome to the Leap to Purpose podcast. Today, my guest is Kyle Moss. Kyle, as a joyful mindset coach and self-proclaimed purveyor of joy, provides vibrant mindset coaching and consulting services for ambitious women and organizations looking to live with more bold clarity, firm confidence, and daily contentment. Utilizing her more than two decades of global leadership and mentoring experiences, most notably at Qualcomm, Classy, and Invisible Children, she aims to infuse positive energy and enthusiasm everywhere she goes. And with that, let's hear from Kyle. Hi, Kyle. How are you doing?
1: Good. Hi, Kurt. It's great to be
0: yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. I mean, we met, um, gosh, a couple of years ago now, but uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. I love technology. The fact that we can connect, even though I'm in San Diego, you're in Tennessee, you know, yeah. it's, just, it's yep. great, isn't it? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's a small world now. So, um, so I, you know, you know the concept of the podcast. It's called Leap to Purpose, and I just really am telling the the stories or the journeys of. Uh, entrepreneurs that have started a business and taken the leap to do something meaningful or, you know, something purposeful to them. So I like to start out and just kind of let you tell everyone what, you know, a little bit about what you're doing right
1: now. Sure. Before I do that, can I just say, I really hope that you're an Office Space fan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Because when you say leap to purpose, it always makes me think of leap (laughs) to conclusions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I I love office space. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. You never (laughs) forgot. Just makes me think of that every time. But yeah, sure. So what am I doing? Great question. Um, Something I ask myself almost every day when I wake up, like, what am I going to do today? Which is a beautiful freedom, right? That's the beautiful freedom of entrepreneurship and working for yourself. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, At the very basic level, I am a joyful mindset coach. And I love that there's always questions from that, right? Like, what does that mean? Um, it really means that I work with mostly women, um, sometimes organizations. Um, but my goal is to help people just like me um, to figure out what does it mean to elevate your mindset, mm-hmm. right? What mm-hmm. does it mean to, you know, that there's that saying like, choose joy, and I'm doing air quotes because... <laughs> What does it mean, right? Like, what does it right. mean to choose joy? Yeah. So I want to navigate that with people. Like, what does it mean to you to experience joy on a day-to-day basis? I think joy is the essence of our being. And so my goal with my mindset coaching is to explore what that means with every individual that's willing to say, how can you like get all of the best out of your life, regardless of your circumstances? So yeah. The basic level
0: is I'm a coach and I offer one-on-one and group coaching. That's awesome. Yeah, I I agree with you totally that joy is the essence of our being and you know when we can really tap into the joy, um, we can do amazing things. You know, I just think back to, to when I was a little kid and you know I always want to try to be back to I don't know eight years old, nine years old when it was just about fun. You know what I mean? Um, remember those days and just kind of, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm so fascinated by this topic.
1: Yeah, it, everyone is because you're exactly right. We almost always look back and go, oh, I wish I had the same joy as X, right? Like
0: right. whatever
1: like past experience. Um, and my argument is it's all available to you right now, yeah. right? Like when you tap into what it means to really elevate your mindset, and to really navigate your thinking, you've got access to all of those memories, and all of those thoughts that lead to the feelings, and ultimately the experience of joy, right, it's just how do we kind of get out of our own way, right, like how do we get the roadblocks out of our way that says eight years old was way more fun, and now I'm like want, want adults, right? And we've got all the things like, no, there's, there's absolute beauty all around us when we're willing to look for it, find it, seek it and hold on to it. So that's what I love to talk about all the time with people and figure out, again, it's a unique thing, right? Joy is not the same to me as it is to you. Right. Right. Um, And I also talk a lot about the difference between happiness and joy. I think they get very confused or used synonymously. Um, happiness, though, I'll just I'm, I'm I'm taking over your interview here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, no. I was gonna ask, and then I was like, okay, let no, I, but so I'm so curious now that I, you know, let's do it. I want to Let's hear. do it.
1: So happiness, in my opinion, right, are those things that it's good. Like there's nothing wrong with happiness, but it's temporary, right? A lot of times, happiness is based on external factors. So you're waiting for something to make you happy, right? Like, oh, I saw something, I experienced something, I bought something and I was like, oh, I was super happy about that, right? Mm. That new pair of shoes I bought, happy, super happy, right? Mm. Like nothing wrong with that, but to live in a constant state of happiness is exhausting. (laughs) Like like I'm a happy person, but I can't be happy all the time right? Because when you're one thing all the time, you don't know the opposite, right? And so that one thing becomes dulled down Mm -hmm. because you're not allowing the opposite. You don't have a balance, right? There's nothing to amplify the other, right? So joy to me is very different. Like I said in the beginning, it's more of the foundational essence of who you are and finding out how to express that um, no matter or regardless of your circumstances, Mm. So to me, I actually have a really simple definition of joy. I call it Jesus, others, and yourself. J-O-Y, others, and yourself. Hmm. And actually start from the bottom up. So I start with yourself, right? So you really got to figure out what is authentic, interesting, and exciting to you and who you are. Like, what does it mean for you to choose joy? Here's my air quotes again, (laughs) (laughs) right? And out of that, naturally will flow a love and support and service of others because that is inextricable with joy, right? Like working, yeah, yeah. serving, supporting others. And then the J is Jesus. So that's when you love yourself, when you pour into others, you naturally, like that is a natural sense of worship for whatever spirituality you deem appropriate in your life, right? Whatever spiritual mm-hmm. path you've chosen. Mine is Jesus. Um so it works really well with joy. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, but that's the basic meaning of what I say what I'm saying joy versus the happiness. Does that make okay.
0: sense? No, it totally makes sense. Yeah, I, um uh, I love it like the happiness is based on external factors and temporary that that makes a lot of sense and you know as you were saying that I was wondering if somebody's too happy do you kind of like uh, Dehappify them? <laughs> Is there a part of like, okay, we can't be here all the time, or you're not gonna really? But um, no, I, I I, get it. I love it.
1: Yeah, I love so, steal that word, by the way, dehappify. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can have it. Um, so uh, I wanna go back a little bit, you know, and in, in prior to starting this business, and I, I just wanna kind of talk about the story. And, and so I'm really curious, what were you doing before you started this business?
1: Sure. So I had about a 10 year career in tech. Um, I did international government affairs for a tech firm called Qualcomm here where I live in San Diego. Um, So basically what I did was um, I did international development work using technology for good. So the term now is CSR, so Corporate Social Responsibility Work, if that's a familiar term to people. Fantastic job, like absolutely. You could not ask for a better job when you're in your mid twenties when a company is like, yeah, get on a plane and go everywhere in the world. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, I will. Um, so yeah, so for about 10 years, I developed programs mostly with nonprofits and social enterprises that utilized our technology for a greater good in some capacity. Hmm. So pretty different um, than what well, I do yeah. now, but at the same time, it definitely led me to where I am um, because when you're exposed to so many different cultures, um, I mostly worked in Africa, Southeast Asia. And so being exposed to all of those cultures was definitely like leading up to what I'm doing now because that recognition of who people are right, mm-hmm. and how ultimately we are all the same. In the most beautiful way around the world. Uh, yeah. So that's what I was so- doing for about 10 years before. Prior to that, I had worked in a little bit of nonprofit and then commercial publishing. So, okay. you know, kind of had taken for the most part the corporate route um, for, you know, 12, 15 years.
0: Right. So, yeah. so you said something about, you know, this that experience, you know, with the traveling and you know led up to what you're doing now I'm really curious so what was the turning point you know where you're doing this job you're traveling the world sounds amazing sounds really fun and like uh, you know just awesome <laughs> really uh, what 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 got you thinking about this topic of joy and the concept of joy and what was like the first step toward sure. this path yeah
1: and it's so hard, right? It's not like, I mean, I wish I could give people this story of like, oh, it was so clear. And it was just <laughs> like, oh, turn. And I made one turn and I like went in a different direction, yeah, right? No,
0: never. It's and, never like that.
1: Right? It's never like that. There's like all these micro turns that happen, right? There's yeah. micro decisions that happen, micro turns, like pivots um, that happen throughout. And I think the more aware you are of yourself, the more likely you are to see when they're taking place and the bigger picture that's starting to be maybe become clearer as you make those decisions. Hmm. Um, so I would say for me, I mean I took a it, it's it's kind of a clear path when you look back, right? Like I studied a specific thing in college. Um it's, it's like super nerdy. I like went to school for printing. <laughs> it was like who goes to school for printing? <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I ran wait a minute, we're
0: we talking printing like printing
1: printing court, presses.
0: Printing presses, not printing yeah. like No,
1: like printing presses, not like writing. Like I ran like huge printing presses in college.
0: I have never heard of that major.
1: Yeah, you know, it's called graphic communication. So it's not for like other, but um, if you know the movie Newsies, which is my favorite movie, which is so corny, but it reminds me of that movie because it's like we printed the newspaper, we printed, right? So anyways, I (laughs) went to school for that and went into a career, quote unquote, right away that followed that path. Right? Mm-hmm. So it was clear, like, okay, I right. studied this, I went into commercial publishing, that followed that path. I actually had a clear turning point. Um, when I saw a documentary film, though, while I was working in commercial publishing, uh, I saw a film and I was like, whoa, what am I doing with my life, <laughs> still in my <laughs> young 20s? And I saw this film that just rocked me. And so based on that film, that's when I pivoted and went into nonprofit work. Um, because Okay, I, what
0: was the it, film?
1: It was called Invisible Children.
0: Invisible Children. Okay.
1: Have you heard of this? I haven't. No? Okay. But
0: I need to check it out.
1: You'll, yeah. I mean, this is years ago. So mind you, this is like 12, 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. I kind of but I saw it was all about the the longest running war in Africa and northern mm-hmm. Uganda. Um, okay. And what that situation was. And what hit me was how unaware I was of something so Atrocious happening in the same world that I lived in. Hmm. Right. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, well, I kind of looked around. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. So I quit my corporate job and um, moved into a van and actually traveled around the country advocating for this specific topic and for this nonprofit. So-
0: Is this before Qualcomm?
1: This is before Qualcomm.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, So that was, I would say that's one clear turning point was I think my, again, being aware and being willing to experiment with something I was, I was kind of aware of all of a sudden, right, yeah. like being aware of my own response to something I saw and heard. Um, that did, it did produce a really clear turning point. It was like, nope, mm-hmm. I can't do this any longer. I've got to do something else. Um, everyone thought I was crazy because this was 2008 when... It was like crazy hard to get a job. And here I am like quitting my very steady job to basically work for free and to live in a van. <laughs> my parents were like, why? <laughs> like, oh, why? Marie,
0: I have a plan.
1: <laughs> I know, I, was like, I kind of have a plan. Ish, yeah. This is the plan was, you know, I have to figure out what this means, like what this calling in my soul to help and serve others was all mm. about. So I did that for a little bit. You can only live in a van for so long, I promise you. Uh, and so about a year after working for that nonprofit, I said, something's gotta change. I love what I'm doing, but I also need to like financially care for myself. Yeah. So the combination of that was exactly what I told you in Qualcomm. Um, I went back to home San Diego and looked at my network and said, okay, I did this corporate route that I studied. I've done this nonprofit work. What, is there any way to combine those things and like kind of take care of myself. Like, I, you know, I'm, like, I'm an adult-ish now in my mid 20s. <laughs> so I found Qualcomm. There's a lot of, you know, things that had to happen, but uh, it was divinely orchestrated, I will say, in so many ways. Yeah. It was a perfect fit. So then, like I said, went into that career for so long and along the way would ask myself the same question I asked when I saw that documentary film, I would say, is this serving me, right? Like, or is my my body, my soul, like, am I calling out towards something new, right? Am I challenged? Am I able to serve in this capacity? Am I like learning about myself? Or mm-hmm. am I, you know, like just a corporate cog in the wheel? <laughs> right. So I'd asked myself that periodically. And yeah, there was like some divine orchestration, like the craziest thing happened When I found this job at Qualcomm, um, I actually was attracted to it because of this presentation I had seen by a doctor. Um, It was like the Qualcomm team that I ended up working for had invested money, a grant funding into this doctor who was doing cleft lip and palate surgeries. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know much about cleft lip and palate. It was just kind of like, oh, this is fantastic that they're able to use technology in this way. And they're helping all of these people. Like, this is mind blowing. This is awesome. Like, I want to be a part of this. So that was what attracted me to the team in the first place. Come to find out seven years later, I had a son that was born with a cleft lip and palate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, that's why I'm here. Wow. This is why I'm here. Like, I would not have known or been prepared in any way had I not been attracted to this work, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just, it kind of proves that like oh, there's, there's a greater power at work, <laughs> right? Yeah. So in any case, because I had then my son, who was my second child, um, born with special medical needs, I did kind of stop at that point. was about seven years into this career at Qualcomm and go, is this sustainable for me as a mom anymore, right? I, I enjoy right. my work, but I'm also on the road like a week, a, a week a month. And I'm mm-hmm. going places like Senegal, Nigeria, Indonesia, like places that aren't like super easy to go to. <laughs> Right, um, and now I'm, you know, caring for two children at home. Um, you know, so that was the, that was probably one of the turning points of having my second child, who had these special needs, knowing he was going to go through multiple surgeries, and it was just going to be a little bit more of a demand than typical. Yeah. Um, so I asked myself those questions again. Like, is this what my soul is really? Is this work fulfilling my soul, or is it now something that needs to change? Hmm. And so I would say that was, and I'd love to say that it was like you said, like a really clear turning point. Like, oh, I had my son and it was like, I got to be done. It took a few years. Yeah. It's probably two to three years after he was born, after we kind of got through that initial part of like, how do I work and, and do this international job with two kids at home um, and re-asking myself again and again, like, am I thriving myself, right? Am I still able to give of myself or is this work depleting me and just leaving me exhausted for a paycheck right so although it wasn't a perfectly clear turning point that was ultimately what made me reevaluate and go back to the drawing board and say mm-hmm. I would rather be in a career now that serves my family as much as it serves me right like I want it to work around my family yes rather than just say I've got to go get a paycheck Yep. Um, so I would say over the period of that few years after having my son, my husband and I would talk like, okay, dream worlds, like if we could do anything tomorrow, what are the things that we love about ourselves that we've got skills and talents and that we could put out to the world? Like what do we want to do? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would think of the last like year that I was at Qualcomm, my husband and I would brainstorm um, usually like once a week. It wasn't, you know, perfect schedule, but we would just look at each other and go, okay. What would we do what makes us laugh what makes us giggle what are you good at what am i good at where have i enjoyed my career the most and so through those conversations with him um and obviously continuing to parent my kids and kind of go like and you know working at a corporation there's like bureaucracy and sure right stuff that you're like i'm getting tired of <laughs> yeah so that is how i ultimately uncovered the fact that my husband also, again, being a big part of speaking into me going, you've got an energy, right? You've got a natural ability to look on that bright side that is so different, right? And so I would say a lot of times we don't know our own strengths until someone calls them out on us because they're just natural to us. So it was through those conversations, through that like knowing my career at Qualcomm was coming to an end that I reevaluated and we really started to put on paper what I wanted to do. Um, so that's kind of like, that was a very long winded. Yeah,
0: no, no, that's great. And so, I mean, you, there's a couple of choices you have at that point, you can go find another job, either at Qualcomm or somewhere else that kind of aligns more with this, you know, this description of what you want to do, or you could start your own thing. And so what you know, what played into that decision to say, you know, maybe I need to just start my own coaching business.
1: Sure. So there's one little more caveat. So after Qualcomm, even though I'm like developing these ideas, right. I actually got lured away from Qualcomm to a small tech firm. Hmm. Uh, They were, and it was another great, like tech for good um, social impact firm that was using technology to help nonprofits. And so they actually offered me a job that seemed really awesome. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. You know, like my husband's kind of like looking at me like, uh, are you sure? Like, <laughs> you know, we kind of developing these ideas. Like, is this really what? like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know getting jobs, right? Like that's what I know is like you get jobs. You don't create your own job. You go mm-hmm. get a job that's already been created. And so I ended up leaving to go to this other um, company called Classy mm-hmm. and Within a few months, it was just, again, divinely orchestrated kind of a mess of a, a decision hmm. uh, because within a few months, so many changes had occurred. It was just very much like, you feel like those things are happening because you're like, oh, I need to hear this loud and clear that I need to do something differently. Hmm. So what happened, another very big divine it was a Thursday night and my husband and I went out on a date And I was just like, dude, I am exhausted. Like this company, and you know, you don't want to admit, like, I feel like I made a mistake moving to this company, (laughs) but I I am tired and this is not working. (laughs) This is not working. And so we had a conversation on a Thursday night and we just said, let's downsize our life so that I can alleviate some of the pressure and I can make a clear decision on what's next for me. Mm So by Sunday, my husband had lined up a bunch of houses that we could go see to like sell our house and downsize, right? So Thursday night, we had this conversation. Sunday, we go look at new houses. Monday, I get my website up. I get like my handles up. I'm like, I'm gonna just on the side, launch a business. I'm doing air quotes again, like (laughs) see what this means to put myself out there, right? So I'm up until like midnight on Monday and just kind of like trying to get things in order you know like let me just get an email address let me get an Instagram handle let me get these things and then I'll just pick away at it as I go Tuesday morning 9 a.m I got laid off Mm. wow (laughs) yeah so it was again it was like oh okay I'm doing this thing aren't I like there's something (laughs) else that work here and I am meant to go in a different direction than I've been forcing myself right like I I feel like I was ignoring maybe the resistance or pushing back on the resistance I was feeling like the true calling of what I wanted to be doing and it was just like nope I got pushed into something else like nope 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 you're doing something now so that was my story it was pretty crazy I don't expect everyone has this story um but that was the turning point where I said oh there's no looking back I'm doing yeah Yeah. but you knew ahead of
0: time obviously you were taking steps because you you knew something wasn't right or something. Yeah, but that's interesting. And then somebody gave you the the shove to make make sure you didn't miss the the message.
1: Exactly. I mean, (laughs) I literally walked into that office and there was no sign of any layoffs. They laid off like, I think 10 to 15% of the people that day. Yeah. Um, But I walked into the office and I was like, I looked at them and I go, I'm getting laid off, aren't I? (laughs) There was no indication, but I just was like, oh, this is what it's going to take for me to be brave enough. I don't know why, what I'm doing with my air quotes today. There's so many air quotes, but this is what it's going to take. I kind of like, was like, oh, okay. And I think they were kind of shocked, like, oh, everyone else is very upset. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I'm kind of upset, but I'm just looking at everything else that's at play right now. Like there's a bigger thing happening and you guys are just kind of a part of it at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just kind of a beautiful birthing story, if you will. Yeah,
0: uh, it is. I mean, I love your... Um, I don't know your, your perspective on the, the divine interventions and that, I mean, I, I wrote down that you n- needed to hear loud and clear what you were meant to do, you know? And I just feel like even the wrong steps are important because yeah. if, even if it's the quote unquote, I'll use air quotes too, um, <laughs> you know, the wrong step, it, yeah. it was there for a reason, you know, yep. uh, in fact, in it, if nothing else, it was meant to show you what is not the path. And yeah. so I don't know that I think that's amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think so many times in life, if you don't know what to do, it's like, ask yourself what you don't want to do, or ask yourself, like you said, like, what are the mistakes I've made that have felt really out of alignment? Or have made me feel like, I missed the mark, right? Because those can be just as informative as bravely stepping out and taking like whatever step, right? Like, yeah, it's, it can be super helpful to use everything in your past to help yeah. de- determine your future. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, okay. So what, you know, so it's Tuesday um, you're trying not to be giddy when everybody else is sad. Um, yeah. What do you go home and do like as the next step to like now, I, okay, now yeah. I've get the uh, opportunity to really do this business. What, you know, what do you do to kind of start getting clients and start, you know, really get it going?
1: Yeah, great question. <laughs> it was <laughs> definitely like a comedy of errors at first. It was just like, yeah. you kind of walk down. And I mean, of course, because this is how my life works, um, they didn't want me to go back and get my stuff because they were trying, it was this whole thing. And they forgot to give me my cell phone. So I got down to the bottom of this building and I'm like, uh, what do I do? And I'm like, going like, maybe I should call my husband. I'm like, I don't even have a cell phone what do I do? I I don't know what to do. So it was, every part about it was hilarious. They finally brought it down to me. But um, I remember that day specifically was a beautiful day. I went to, I mean, I'm blessed. I live in San Diego, like I said. So I went to the beach and I was like, I just need to ground myself. I need to touch the sand and I need to be like, okay, there's a lot of things happening. Like what just happened last night? What just happened this morning? Did we just, like asking myself all those questions, right? But slowly and surely, like I mentioned, it was a beautiful groundwork my husband and I had laid because we had started some documents of just like our thoughts, right? And like our dreams kind of like, uh, so I went back to that. I was like, okay, I thought I was doing this does that make sense now that I've gotten laid off? Like, do I need to immediately pivot and go find a job and kind of build my business on the side? Or like, can we make, like we said, those downsizes to our life so that I can really pursue what I want to do. And so we did, we decided to sell our house downsize so that I had more, like kind of a runway mm-hmm. uh, time, if you will. Uh, but I, I, joke with my husband, I'm always like, okay, I'm pushing my runway out. Like, I <laughs> a client or I had a successful workshop or whatever it is that I brought in some income right on my own like creativity and my own like I just did it myself um I'd like my runway is getting longer like this is real right like it's getting longer this is like an actual thing um, but yeah it was it's it's like one experiment at a time yeah it was do I talk to my friends do I talk to my social networks do I start to go do speakerships or podcasts or like, what is it that I do? Like I knew I needed to get my name out there to some degree. Um, And while I did that, I was kind of, what's the term where you like build the plane while you're flying it? Yeah. You're like, oh, I should probably have a clear message of what I'm offering, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which sometimes you don't even recognize until you just start doing it. And you're like, oh, I need to hone this. This doesn't make sense. Like no one can understand this. Um, so, yeah, it was just a one step at a time, like getting my name out there, um, exploring with friends, offering things, and seeing how people responded. Um, it was telling people I was this. Like, sometimes I would have to write down, I am a joyful mindset coach, or I am a whatever, um, and be like, does that make sense? Does that, like, how do people respond? How do I feel in my body when I say that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, how, what are the reactions? What's the feedback that I'm getting? Um, I remember early on, I was doing a lot of videos where I would just be like, okay, if I grow a mail list and I put up some videos of me talking, maybe people will be comfortable with me and they'll get to know like, okay, a little bit of what I'm doing. So they'll respond and want to hang out. So they'll want to get coached. Right. Um, And I remember I put a lot of my family on the mail list at first, because it's like, you don't have that many people until you start building. And I'll never forget my dad. God bless him. Very close to my dad. Um, he was an, a, a corporate executive um, in finance. So he never really understood me. He's like, all you do is give money away. I don't understand like what you're doing in life. But I remember one of the first times I had sent out a video of myself talking about, you know, joy and all of these things. And he pulled me aside and he was like, Kyle, you might want to be a little less silly when you're putting these things out. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Right. And you're gonna get those people along the way that yeah. just don't get it or don't agree or or want to should all over you. Right. I talk about the shoulds all the time. And my initial reaction was, Oh, he knows what he's doing in life. I should probably listen to him. But at the same time, I'm so glad that I was like, Well, should I listen to him? He's not my ideal client. Right. He's like really right? it was just like this very like, no, silliness is like a huge part of who I am. And what I'm offering is really a chance to like feed off my energy. And so people need to know what that energy is like before they enter into a coaching engagement with me. Yeah. And it would be really inauthentic of me if I wasn't silly. That's what brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And it, it attracts your ideal clients and repels the ones that you don't want to work with or wouldn't be That's a best, you know, best fit for.
1: Exactly. So I definitely didn't listen to him. I took him off the mail list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait, you unsubscribed your dad?
1: I unsubscribed my dad. <laughs> wait,
0: really that, that, you, you, this might be the first instance of de somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah, it okay. was funny. And another turning point, right? Where you recognize exactly what you said. Mm. Like, wait, he's not my ideal client. That's okay if he doesn't see it. I think there's so many times in life when people, they're not going to see your dream. Yeah. They're not going to see or understand what it is you're wanting or trying to do. That does not need to stop you. Yeah. It, no, it that's not stop
0: really you. powerful just to have such a crystal clear perspective of what it is you're, you know, that makes you joyful and, and what you really are trying to do um, gives you clarity and really makes decision making much easier, doesn't it?
1: Yes yes 100 percent. yeah you hit the nail on the head that's exactly it once you figure out what your authentic essence of joy is i love talking about this it's like of joy. that's when you you follow that like you naturally make decisions every day that cultivate it more that share it that express it um and doubt kind of starts to fall by the wayside it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean it doesn't creep up. It doesn't mean you're not scared, right? Like I'm scared all the time. I'm like, what am I doing to my family? Like I have no, right? Like I don't have healthcare. I don't have all those security. I don't have 401k anymore. I don't have all those things that came with the corporate career, right? Yeah. Man, but I am having fun.
0: Yeah. I, and, I so, having fun. yeah I, and so, yeah. And so that's like this question, um, you know, that leads right to this question. Cause I, you know, know a lot of people that, follow this path. And, you know, as you've said, and for most people, it's not a straight path, it's jagged and this and that, and you start getting some traction, or maybe you don't. And what was the point for you, where you're doing this? And you finally said, Yep, this is it. Like this, it this isn't like, uh, you know, this is really what I was meant to do. I haven't made a mistake by not going and getting because you could have gone back and got another job, right? I mean, you could have Said, okay, this is something I need to do on the side, or maybe I can do it later. Um, but right now, I need to go back to the safety. You know, I'll use air quotes again of of yeah. another job, and yeah. um, but you decided, nope, this is it. What like what was it for you, or what was the point where you realized that?
1: So pretty early on, um, I hosted workshops. I figured maybe the best way to expose my teaching to people, my coaching, was to do it in groups, right? It's like safety in numbers. Instead of asking people to be one-on-one clients, I was like, hey, for a really discounted uh, rate, I'll bring you all together and we'll put on this, this workshop. Um, and this was back pre-COVID when you could actually like gather people together. Do you yeah. remember those days? <laughs> uh,
0: barely, barely.
1: <laughs> right? Um, but I will, I don't think I'll forget, I hate to say never forget because never and always are very strong words. Um, but I don't think I'll ever forget the feeling I had one of the first workshops I held um, where it was this really simple exercise um, and I had written in my notes like, oh, look look some women in the eyes and tell them this, X, Y, and Z, like tell them very simply that they are enough. Um, and I didn't plan on saying it to everyone in the room, but there was just like this movement that took place in the midst of this conversation and this coaching workshop where I I looked maybe one woman in the eye and I said, you know, I want you to know like you are enough, right? Like mm-hmm. you plus nothing, you're enough. And, uh, you know, women struggle with this, Like we just don't think we're enough so often. And so I just felt this like nudge to go around the table and tell each woman individually, right? Like most times you would, you would look at this and be like, this is very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet and just like look each person in the eyes and say this, but I'm telling you Kurt, I went around that room, I think it was about eight to 10 women um, that I told them one-on-one, I said, you are enough. And there were tears and there was like this release and there was just this magical amount of energy that was shared between all of us in that instance. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it again, because yeah. you know, it was just so confirming oh, this is what's happening. This is sacred and spiritual and beautiful. And it's exactly what I wanna be a part of. I don't know how to make it happen over and over again. I don't I don't know exactly what that looks like, what it means. I think I'm gonna have to pivot and be creative a lot, but I want to pursue this because yeah. again, joy to me starts with yourself, but then it ultimately leads to serving others. And I I just knew I had to continue, like. Serving that like I had to live that out um so that was I that's think that amazing. was really at the beginning that helped me go oh yeah remember that magic yeah remember that like I don't know how to keep getting back to that but I'm gonna try that's I'm cool so
0: that's I, amazing I mean that's like when you get that moment and I was getting chill bumps as you were saying it but because I can envision that uh, that whole scene and but when you have that like um uh, perspective of yes this is it I can really motivate you to figure it out even though you don't might not see the path you might not know all the answers but it's you know what I've got to keep going toward that because that is exactly what I want
1: exactly yeah, yeah
0: that's amazing yeah so let me ask you one last question you know this uh, you know for people out there listening and they have their own dream or or um, have some idea of something they would rather be doing or you know to follow their purpose, what uh, advice would you give to them?
1: So much advice, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much advice. Uh, Well, I think a lot of what we talked about, right, is look back and find the moments that make you come, or that have made you come alive. Mm -hmm. What are the moments that you're undeniably like goosebumps or giggling or just satisfied? Right, and then really unpack those circumstances in that environment, right? Go, okay, what was happening in my life? What type of work was I outputting? How did I feel about myself at the time? How was I caring for myself at the time? Right, like really just explore that. Um, I have this, this process I love to call the three E's to a vibrant me. Um, so it's basically exploring, evaluating, and then experimenting with what brings you joy. And I think that's exactly what you have to do if you want to identify a new step, a new path, a new career.
0: I love it. The three E's. Yeah. The
1: three easy E's to a vibrant me.
0: E. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it. I mean that that but that's exactly how you do it. I mean, explore, evaluate, and experiment, or yeah. you know, that's uh that that's awesome. So, well, this has been awesome. I really have enjoyed. You know, chatting with you and uh, appreciate your time. So, if somebody wanted to learn more about you and your business or get in contact with you, what would be the best way to do that?
1: The best place is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Facebook group called Just a Little More Joy because <laughs> a lot of joy is just overwhelming. Let's be real. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a little more joy on Facebook is the best place. If you're not on Facebook, then you can find me at experts together.com.
0: Okay. So, um, this could be another episode, but there's apparently a de process. Like if you have too much joy too, like
1: the,
0: no, so I'll, um, uh, put all that in the show notes and make sure people have those links, but, um, I really do appreciate your time. And this has been uh, an awesome conversation
1: this has been great, Kurt. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for being you and for delivering this to the world. I think this is fantastic. So thanks yeah. for having me on.
0: Thanks. And just, um, I'd say keep doing great things.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the leap to purpose podcast. You can learn more about us and join the community at LeapToPurpose.com. See you there.